thankful for our young people, blessings on our teachers, and we love our kids. Uh, I've got some helpers that are going to pass out. I don't know if, did you get your little handout? You may not have gotten one today that says the little here journal. Did you, did any, did you guys get these yet? I'm going to have them passed out if you didn't. Okay, looks like no. So that's going to come right now. We're just going to pass these out. This will be part of the sermon here in a moment. Uh, so I want to take that advantage of you. Take that advantage to give that to you. Uh, we're going to be in Psalm 45. And I want to just tell you that uh, you can take a little short drive, and you can do it even this afternoon or tomorrow on the holiday, that uh, you could go down toward Grafton, and you'll notice that the Illinois River joins up with the, hello, are you, have you been there? The Mississippi River, right? Yeah. The Illinois and the Mississippi River joined together around Grafton, Illinois. Uh, some people, there's a big fancy word for that name when two rivers come together. Do you know what, that river's co- what that's called? A confluence confluence. And if you go a little further south, you'll see this place, and that's where the Missouri River flows into the Mississippi. Okay, yes. It's, I, did, I know it's Sunday morning and it's geography, but it's, it's okay, yeah. The, yeah, you know your geography. So the Missouri River flows into the Mississippi River. Again, that's called a confluence. Okay, very good. And so uh, it's just kind of neat to think about how all those rivers come together. And if you were there at the confluence of the Missouri and Mississippi River back in 1804, you would see uh, a, a big keelboat and, and a group of people, uh, two specifically, you might recognize their names, uh, Lewis and Clark, and their mission was to go up the Missouri River to find a water route all the way to the West Coast. Uh, they had to use some horses to get there, and part of their journey was to map out this new land, this Louisiana territory that had been, been that we'd purchased. And part of what they did was they took specific journal entries, the journals of Lewis and Clark. I know some some people have read through some, if not all of those. I have not read all of them, but I've I like the Lewis and Clark stuff, the story, and they took scrupulous notes, and even the soldiers on their journey, they were talking about and drew pictures of the new animals and maps and all those things. And so those journals gave us a record of what took place on their journey. If we had no journals, we would know very little about their expedition. And so I want to take us on this journey today on this theme of journaling to actually write down our thoughts from the day and our experiences with God and his word. So to give you a definition of journaling, I would just say uh, it's reflecting, a written reflection of God, your interactions with God and his word and the world. You know, a written reflection on your relationship with God and, and his world. And much like those rivers join together, I think journaling joins our hearts with God's heart. Journaling joins our hearts with God's heart, and it's just a way to to think through our day. Now, I know some of you are out there saying, preacher, I ain't doing that. That's okay. I don't expect everyone in this room to do this, but I know there are several of you that do or would like to or are kind of curious, so bear with me. Those of you who are saying, I ain't doing this, there's still some lessons for you 
to engage in your relationship with Jesus. And so here are the big pictures, and you can just replace the journaling. When I say write stuff down, maybe you just need to think about it more in reflecting prayer or walking through the woods or, or whatever your time with connecting with God's heart looks like. Are you following me? So I just want to get us into the text. We're, going to, we're anchoring Psalm 45. We're going to be a few other passages as well. But I want to just highlight three different ways that journaling helps us connect with God's heart. So Psalm 45 uh, is this psalm uh, by the sons of Korah, and it's called a wedding song. And I don't know why this isn't read or sung at weddings, because it's really beautiful. And I want to read it. Can I just read it all? Can I just say we've got baptism day, so we've got a lot of stuff going on. So just hang on, but it's going to be really good. So let's just hear God's word. Primarily, we're hanging hanging our hat on journaling on verse 1. Psalm 45, verse 1. My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. You are the most excellent of men, and your lips have been anointed with grace since God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword on your side, you mighty one. Clothe yourself with splendor and majesty. In your majesty, ride forth victoriously in the cause of truth, humility, and justice. Let your right hand achieve awesome deeds. Let your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies. Let the nations fall beneath your feet. Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. All your robes are fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. From palaces adorned with ivory, the music of the strings makes you glad. Daughters of kings are among your honored women. At your right hand is the royal bride in gold of Ophir. Listen, daughter, and pay careful attention. Forget your people and your father's house. Let the king be enthralled by your beauty. Honor him, for he is your lord. The city of Tyre will come with a gift. People of wealth will seek your favor. All glorious is the princess within her chamber. Her gown is interwoven with gold. In embroidered garments, she is led to the king. Her virgin companions follow her. Those brought to her to be with her, led in with joy, led in with joy and gladness, they enter the palace of the king. Your sons will take the place of your fathers. You will make them princes throughout the land. I will perpetuate your memory through all generations. Therefore, the nations will praise you forever and ever. Such a beautiful psalm. Lots of emotion, lots of images and and beauty. But I just want to hang our our attention primarily on verse 1. My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses to the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. What are the ways that journaling can help us follow Jesus? Well, first way is that they can journaling helps us meditate on God's word. Journaling helps us meditate on God's word. He says there, my heart is stirred. Does your heart get stirred when you read your Bible? Sometimes journaling or sometimes with some intentional focus, it brings your Bible reading to 
to more light. It gives some more energy. And so that's what's helped me in my journaling. So this is like the last three-ish years of my life right here on the table. These are my journals from the last three or four years. Some of them are from older ones that I just found. And some of these are little guys that I just keep in my back pocket and I just write stuff down. And it's kind of neat to see what stuff is in there. Sometimes it's just grocery lists and things, but sometimes it's like notes from a sermon or a scripture verse that I hear. There's some way I'm like, I want to remember that. And so I'll write it down. And so this is one way to engage in God's word. And so it was helpful for me. Journaling kind of brought my, my Bible reading gave me some energy in my Bible reading. Because if, you, if you're like me at times, you're like, I'm reading my Bible, but not a lot's happening. Sometimes with a little focus, this practice can give you some more attention to your Bible reading. Do you understand? And so here's another psalm. The psalm starts out, Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the person... You see it there, Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners that they take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. So, so this practice that we're talking about, these holy habits, is that's going to help you uh, meditate on God's Word. Day, night, you get into a rhythm of just simply reflecting on God's Word. So here's two practices that you may want to consider as a journal structure if you're going to write some stuff down. One is the acronym SOAP, S-O-A-P, Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. So Scripture, you have to have some Bible in it observation, what do you see in the text, application, what am I going to do based on what I've read, and then prayer. That's, that's, the, that's the structure that I generally use in most of these documents that you see here. I write my verse, I highlight a verse, I write it out word for word, give the reference, kind of put some observations, I need to work on the application, I'll be honest, and then prayer. That's really where, where I'm at in mind. Another one that you received here is another tool. Our young people are using this, so I wanted to highlight this. And several are started reading through the New Testament in one year, and they're using this method called HEAR. It's very similar to SOAP. It just starts out H-E-A-R. Here, you highlight the verse. You're going to begin by praying for God's Spirit to open your eyes to, your word, to His Word. And so you just write the book, chapter, verse, highlight something, pick a verse, get some focus for your time. Then you're going to explain it. You're going to ask some questions. Why did this was written? Who wrote it? What's going on? And just some of those basic things. On the back side, you get some application. Apply. What am I going to do with this? How can it help me? What's God trying to say to me? This is where you're interacting. What do, you, what do I need to hear, God? Catch that? What do I need to hear? And then respond. Based on this experience with God's word, what am I going to do? So I want to encourage you, we, we laminated this so it'll last for a long time. You may want to put this with your Bible. You may want to uh, put it in one of these little $1 spiral book things. It's even got a little folder in it. This is kind of what I do, so I've got it like that. But you, you make it work how you need it to work for you. The best journaling practice is the one that works for you the one that works for you. So we're going to expose you. I'm going to bring some guests up here in a little bit uh, to kind of give you some other examples of what this could look like. So 
Find something that works for you and go with it that way. So, um, yeah, so we meditate on God's word. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. It's one of our core 52 verses. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 16. If you want to have the mind of Christ, we need to engage God in his word. Journaling is one way to help you engage God's word. Journaling helps us meditate on God's word. Second, journaling helps us remember God's goodness. Journaling helps us remember God's goodness. You go back to our psalm, Psalm 45, verses 6 and 7. They're writing, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness. You hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. It's recounting God's goodness. You're good. You're strong. You love justice. And there the, the writer of Hebrews grabs this section of verses and puts it in his letter, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. So by this written record of stuff, remember, this isn't for publication. This is just, just me and God. But it can help me remember what God has done. And I need to do a better job of just pulling these things out and reading through them. But there's some value when you get some of this going after a few days or years. You're like, I prayed for this prayer. Here's how God answered it. I remember this season of my life. Here's how God worked through it. Uh, yeah. You want to hear one? I'm going to tell you whether you want to or not. So. This one's an older one. August 7th, 2000. Remember what you were doing in the year 2000? Okay, you weren't alive, yeah. It was two days before I turned 23. Here's my entry for that day. It was a Monday, in case you were wondering. Wow, it's been a long time since I've written. July 12th was the previous entry, almost a month, okay? It's okay. Don't feel like you've got to do this every day. Work, get, get moving, go from there. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I interview with Berlin Christian Church. God, I ask you to grant us safety as we travel. We are coming up from Missouri. I also want to pray for Berlin's leaders. Give them wisdom, insight, and spiritual eyes. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. May you be glorified. August 7th, 2000. Turned out pretty good. It's neat how you can remember stuff. And there's all kinds of stuff. I'm, there was one I, the day I got engaged. I wrote that in there. I wrote a letter for Beth uh, to read to her on our wedding night. You can't read that one. There's all kinds of things in there that you can have uh, to journal in. If you want to, think about ways that you can remember God's goodness. Journaling will help us on that. Uh, journaling also um, helps us call out for help. Journaling will help you call out for help. just need to call out for help. And so... Um, if you go to Psalm 45, 
you can see that uh, right before that in Psalm 44, Psalm 44, verse 15, I live in disgrace all day long. My face is covered with shame. So we can call out for help. You go to Psalm 46, verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Journaling helps us call out for help. Job wrote something about journaling. Well, it got written down. I don't know. He said it. Job chapter 19. Go to, your, to the book of Job. It's, this is a good one. You're going to want to go there. Job 19, verses 23 to 25. So it's just right before Psalms if you're looking at your Bible. So find Psalm in the middle. Go one book previous to, to Job 19. You know, Job, he was, had a rough day. I mean, he lost everything, essentially. It was a very difficult time. Job 19, verse 23. Oh, that my words were recorded, that they were written on a scroll, that they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead or engraved in rock forever. Guess what, Job? They did. They did record your words. Thank the Lord. And then he says this. I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. Journaling helps us call out to God for help. It helps us call out to God for help. In a sense, these psalms are journals, aren't they? They're prayers. They're inspired by the Holy Spirit, so we need to give them uh, credit. But it's like a journal. And the Gospels, the Gospels in some ways were just written journal entries from apostles, those who'd walked and talked with Jesus. And John closes his Gospel, John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse 31. He tells you why he wrote down this Gospel. John chapter 20, verse 31. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. These inspired journals, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, tell us about the life of Jesus and salvation in his name. Your journals, while they may not be inspired like Scripture, they still have interactions with you and God could inspire future generations to the faithfulness of God, his work in your life. There's a possibility that maybe your kids or grandkids would want to read through that. That's between you and God and your will. But think about the ways that you could inspire future generations. Psalm 102 tells us a little bit about that as well. Psalm 102, 18 Psalm 102, verse 18. Let this be written for a future generation that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. So we, re, we write this stuff down for our encouragement, but it could benefit others. And again, there's some deep stuff that not, that's not for everybody to read. That's between you and God. But maybe there's something to be said for inspiring future generations down the road. 
that's one of the reasons we put out last week that, you know, as we near uh, Berlin Christian Church's 200th celebration, are there uh, journals from way back in the day or personal letters from, from descendants or an ancestors that might be helpful to understand what church was like? So if you know of anybody that's got some of those things out there that could be helpful, we'd love to learn from that. So journaling helps us join our hearts with God's heart. And I want to invite uh, Michael and Cheryl to come at this point. I've invited a couple of guests to give you some other perspectives of what it looks like to journal. Uh, and then you just kind of feel like maybe these are some things that you want to do. Again, it, you're not a bad Christian if you don't journal, okay? It's okay. We're just providing some tools, ways that you can help grow in your walk with Jesus. So that's the goal, to just grow closer to Jesus. And if this is one thing that helps you, Go for it. So, thank you for coming. Appreciate it. So, um, just my journal that I use right now is this little guy. And I like it because it's got a spiral to put the pen, my pencil in. That's just what I do practically. And then I start each morning with uh, a psalm. And I pick one of the verses. I underline it in my Bible. I write it down here at the top of the page, and then I just start praying. And that's what my morning looks like. And then in the evening, uh, most times, sometimes I'm tired, but most times, um, I'll just date it again, evening, and I write bummed, what bummed me out that day. Get it out. Sometimes it's good. I don't want to think about it, but just get the yuck out. And then write some thank yous, and just what am I thankful for, a gratitude-type journal. And that's what I do in my my journaling right now. But it's, as you can see, it's kind of morphed over the years. And there's stuff from like 2000 and then again like 2019. And so there's kind of like this gap of like 18 years. I don't know what I was doing the last 18 years. Maybe raising four kids and things like that. So, um, so it's okay. You, life happens. So I'm just kind of giving you some perspective here. Uh, you want to go first? Tell us a little bit about your journaling practice, Cheryl. Okay. <laughs> Um, I started uh, journal, Bible journaling in 2018 after one of Warren's sermons. He made a side note that he did stuff like that, that he read scripture until something popped out, and then he wrote it down. So that's where I started with that. I did prayer journaling. I started that back in 2017, just recording prayers and stuff. So that's how I started with the Bible stuff. What do you want to what's know? what what do you I mean don't have to give a specific well if you want to is there something that you want to share out of your journal or kind of structure what that looks like when you yeah I I have a Bible reading plan so that's where I start because otherwise I don't even know where to start so that's what I do and then I'm a visual learner and so I have I I read my um, daily Bible reading, and then when a verse pops out at me, then I, oh, I think I'll think about that for a minute, and then I'll write it down, and then I think about it, but then I also draw, or I, I glue pictures in. <laughs> I do all kinds of weird stuff, but that helps me remember. Sometimes I can't remember a particular uh, Bible verse, but I remember the concept and I remember the picture that I drew. So then I go back and I look for the picture or the color or something like that. Um, 
this was Monday, April 11th. I read in Luke 8 about how Jesus calmed the storm. So then I drew some waves. And then um, these are some things that stuck to me at, or struck me as interesting. Jesus falls asleep and the storm did not wake him. Jesus must have been exhausted. So that was something for me to think about that, yeah, Jesus got pooped. And I'm like, wow, I can relate to that. Um, did, did you have dreams, Jesus, when you were sleeping? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Jesus can calm any storm, even those that come suddenly. And then I wrote, with Jesus in the boat, there is nothing to fear. Remind me, Jesus, you are in my boat. The wind and waves obey you. Nothing is outside of your command or your control. Just because Jesus is asleep does not mean he is not that does not mean he is powerless. In fact, with him in the boat, there is no reason to fear. Thank you. That's what I did. Awesome. Thank you. Michael, tell us a little bit about your journaling currently. Sure. Yeah, it's not as beautiful as that. Um, so in so my Bible reading in the morning is very similar to you guys, and I use the here method, highlight a verse, explain it, all those different things. But in 2017, I heard a, uh, a Craig Rochelle leadership podcast. So I love Craig Rochelle. I gave my life uh, to Christ uh, during a Craig Rochelle sermon slash altar call. And so I pretty much eat up whatever, um, whatever he puts out. And he was talking about his practice of journaling and how um, he has a five-year journal uh, where there's a little slot each day for you to um, write what happened that day. And then the next year, you can kind of see what was uh, going on the year before and then three years, four years, five years. And so I bought this journal in 2017 for that purpose. And if you look at my journal, um, you'll see I did well for about a week and then 2017 completely dropped off. And then uh, 2018, you see the same thing. This is January 26, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2022. But if you go further on in my journal, 2019, 2022. So, yeah, it didn't stick with me for a while. But then, um, so I'd come back to it over and over again. But then uh, last year, right as Warren was about to head off to sabbatical, my wife, Janelle, she helped lead a, uh, a teenage girl's discipleship group. And her I will statement for that week was to start journaling. And I thought, you know what? I need to start journaling again, too. And so since that moment, um, I've pretty much been pretty faithful for every day to write what just happened during my day. And so here's... Um, Here's what I do just at the end of my day as I'm hopping in bed. Uh, I spend about three minutes is maybe all it takes me to write in that little section of what I did that day. Um, so a lot of you guys are in there. So uh, whatever happened, I try and name the people that, were, um, that I came in contact with or if I had a good conversation because I truly believe that part of our mission here on earth is to be spies Uh, to be on the lookout for the ways that God is working in our world. And so what this kind of helps me do is slow down a little bit and think about where was God at work in my day today. That's the ideal version. Sometimes when I'm tired and just ready to go to bed, I just 
write it down as quick as possible and then completely forget that, oh yeah, I sh- this should be a prayerful experience for me. Um, but typically that's what I do. Just write a, a quick section and then um, go to bed. It's been fun lately, so I'll read one just randomly. Um, February 16th, 2019. So I have 2017 in this one, 2019, a big space, and 2022. So, uh, yeah. But Saturday, exclamation point. I made Janelle some pancakes and bacon. I should probably vet this before I read it. Uh, I enjoy cooking and trying to spoil her. This makes me look good, Janelle. Uh, She deserves it. Mm. Most of my day was spent doing Hebrew vocab, but I did go to the Y and played basketball with Nate, Cody, and Ben. (laughs) I caught fire, so I had a good day. Uh, We finished the night at the Kleinschmitz. They're so great. Pray... Somebody, oh, pray the Lord grows that friendship. That's all I had for the day. So it's just simple like that, but it's something that I can stay consistent with. Thank you. So again, you're just trying to give you some opportunities to meditate, interact with God, his word, uh, his world around us. So in like a sentence or two, how does this journaling practice help you follow Jesus? What would you want to add to what you've already said? It makes me slow down and think. I'm quite a, f- a flighty <laughs> person, I guess. That's, <laughs> you know, over here. Oh, no, over here. Um, so it just slows me down, makes me think. It also provides me with a really, um, it's increased my faith. It's made me be amazed at how I really think the Holy Spirit writes most of this stuff because I'm really not that great and I, I go back and read it and go wow that's really cool so I, it's it's made me more aware of that and just it makes me like to spend time in scripture and with Jesus and it's really fun thank, thank you what, what are you waving at okay <laughs> yeah No. Yeah. no. She likes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I have an entire closet of paper and pencils and all kinds of fun stuff. And yeah. And I would prefer that uh, the person in the back not bother me when I'm. Okay. So here's another tool. You can use these composition notebooks. So they're just cheap little tools. So. Thank you. You can make them pretty like hers, or you can just leave them drab like mine. So go ahead, Michael, and then we're going to uh, wrap up. Sure, yeah, I do do not have a full room of those things. Um, But I would say for me, I was also going to say it helps me slow down and think about the ways that God was at work in our world and in my world um, that day. And then it allows me just before bed to stop thinking about other things that don't matter and really focus on God and his grace for me that day. So That's great. Thank you. So journaling is one way to do that, but I hope that you're hearing the themes of like meditating on God, thinking about him, engaging scripture in a clear way. So those, that's the goal. How you get there is a variety of ways. And we just want to provide one avenue to have that discussion as you grow in your walk with Jesus. So journaling joins our hearts with, with God's heart. 
And uh, we, it helps us by meditating on God's word, remembering his goodness, and calling out to him for help. So let's do that now as we pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you for this opportunity to engage your word. I thank you for my dear friends who have cracked open the door of their lives to help show what this looks like to engage you at a deeper level. Uh, Lord, I want to pray for all of us to to decide one way that we can be intentional to, to take the next step, whether it is get a composition notebook and start journaling or take that morning cup of coffee time to really have some reflection with you and your words. So whatever that looks like for everyone in this room, I pray we'd take one step closer to you and know that that step today produced over a long period of time can reap great benefits for your kingdom. So we pray for your help. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Cheryl. Appreciate their uh, influence and input. At this point, I want to invite Felix 